Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of February 20th, 2023, Season 5, Episode number 7. This week we talk about Metallica donating $250,000 for Turkey and Syria earthquake relief. Machine Gun Kelly's guitarist denies rumors that they are having an affair. Lots of rockers and musicians are featured in the new Moby documentary, Punk Rock Vegan Movie, and more. Plus this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. And watch us live at twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right, it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here, as well as David. What's up, David? Uh, having a good week. It's a beautiful day outside It is a beautiful again. day. Can't complain. We're barbecuing out back. Hopefully you guys enjoying your uh, week as well. It's the week of February 20th, 2023, Season 5, Episode number 7. So this week we've got a uh, couple of interesting stories to talk about. Metallica donating 250000 for Turkey and Syria earthquake relief. Kind of cool. Machine Gun Kelly's guitarist denying rumors that they're having an affair. We'll delve into that. Lots of rockers and musicians featured in Moby's new documentary, Punk Rock Vegan Movie. We'll talk about that. Plus, this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF, all that good stuff. Everything's up at rocknewsweekly.com. Make sure you guys check it out. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, we're all at Rock News Weekly. So let's get to it this week. Tour news. Ghost announcing a big tour. Going to be hitting the road this summer with Amon Amarth. Have you heard of that band, Amon Amarth, David? Um, I think I tried to read that a couple of weeks ago. In the, uh, <laughs> I got to show you some video footage. They have this whole Viking stage setup Ooh. where it's like they're on this like Viking ghost ship, and their stage setup is like very Viking oriented. It's it's really cool, and they have so, this super heavy metal. You know, so that is something that that whole aesthetic is something that I feel like is people are really grabbing onto now. Right? So I went to a Vikings game. In Minnesota ah, a few months yes, ago. Yes, yes. It was wild, man. It was oh, an experience. Yeah. That's they had the whole, stuff. you know, skull Vikings and yeah, they do this yeah. clap thing and everyone's quiet. <laughs> it was it was it was magical. <laughs> magical. Yeah, Vikings don't mess around, right? Right. And I felt like I fit in. I had these yeah. blonde eyebrows and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So they're coming to our area, Concord, August second. Cool. Uh, Ghost and Amonamarth. That's gonna be a good one. So check that out. Also, Yellow Card announced their first tour in over six years. Kind of the emo stuff there, guys. If you remember from the early 2000s, they were huge. May Day Parade, Story of the Year, and Berlin, This Wildlife, all on that uh, lineup as well. Different dates. Uh, so they're they're going to be at the Bill Graham, August 2nd. Uh, we were just saying this date here is in Concord on August 2nd <laughs> for Ghost. Mm. And I noticed that. So it's the same. So you got to choose Ghost and Amon Amarth, or are you going to go see... Um, yellow card with a bunch of emo bands so either way kind of cool yellow card i remember they were kind of significant because they had that um the violin player yeah uh and they kind of made that kind of rocking so that was neat all right anyway got some rock news this week kicking it off with metallica donating two hundred fifty thousand dollars for turkey earthquake relief in syria uh this is going to be a, a big donation from i think any musician i haven't seen any other musician donating this big i could be wrong but Metallica always does a good job at donating a good chunk of cash to um, 
the charities in need. Uh, they always have their. I feel like say what you will about Metallica and their music, but they're they're very on the pulse of. They have good PR. They have good management. Whatever it is, um, they're very on the pulse of what's going on in the world, and they're always uh, you know leading the charge in terms of the music world and the rocking world of donating to rightful causes and doing the right thing. So their their um, foundation's called All Within My Hands. It's a really cool foundation that they started, I think, like five or six years ago. And uh, they've been focusing on a lot of really good causes. So good for Metallica. Yeah, $250,000. That's, that's no that's a chunk that's of change. Chump change. That's, yeah, yeah. that's not chunk change. Yeah, that's not. And no that's sp- just, you know, just four people. So that's. That's that says a lot, and I love highlighting that because you know it. We need to focus more on that in the in the rock or just music world in general. Some of these bands, these uh, echelon that Metallica is in, you, you know, some of these other ones, step up, guys. Metallica is leading the way, so good for them. You know, and they can do it because they make a lot of money, so good for them. Yeah, uh, donating to the right causes. All right, I thought this was another really interesting thing. Uh, it's called Punk Rock Vegan Movie. And it's being produced and directed uh, by Moby, uh, the musician. If you guys aren't really familiar with Moby's great uh, producer, DJ, musician that really rose to prominence in the late 90s, especially with his album Play. It won Grammys. It was really, uh, he's been kind of lit, laying low and kind of doing his thing lately, but he's still very vocal about animal rights, which is a really cool thing. And I wanted to highlight it. Uh, Rob Zombie is a, also very animal rights oriented guy uh total vegan sepultura arch enemy a lot of other musicians and activists in this movie and i want to bring a little spotlight to it and if you guys are feeling that kind of you know animal rights kind of thing going on and you want some reinforcement or some education on that uh i think it's a good thing to check out these movies i don't i haven't seen it myself i don't know if he's showing like slaughterhouse footage or anything like that, which can be kind of, you know, a turnoff for a lot of people. But I think this is more of just uh, kind of his story. Um, uh, the import- It says, To remind people of the importance and desperate urgency of adopting the uncompromising es- ethics and actions of the original punk rock activists. So, which is kind of the ethos of what punk rock was all about. Uh, and not eating animals as much as possible is definitely the heart of that. Um, so... I thought it was kind of cool. What do you think of, uh, of all that? I, I mean, there, there's a whole host of things I think is pretty cool about that personally. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, it's good for your health. And also it's a, right? it's probably the, the best thing that you can do as any one person for the environment. Right. That's a great point is a lot of people don't think about the environmental part aspect of it. Not only are you you're benefiting your health and stuff, but the, the meat industry uh, is a huge environmental drain. Yeah, and, you imagine uh, how much grain is grown, how many fossil fuels are burned to just feed a, yep. a a cow that's being treated not not too not too well, and then you, you eat that. So that's a this is a this is a, a cool thing, I think. Yeah, so it's making its world premiere at Slam Dance, and then it's free. He's not even going to charge you guys for this movie. You can check it all at punkrockveganmovie.com, and it's totally free. So very cool. I love that kind of stuff. Kind of, kind of, you know, it's all free. It's kind of like the zine, very punk rock. It's punk right? rock. That's and he's staying true. And I got to give it to Moby for staying true to his ethos on that, especially after all these years. Um, he's one of those dudes that he's uncompromising and good for him. You know, he's he's doing it. So wanted to shine a light on that. Check it out, guys, if you're interested. Punkrockveganmovie.com. 
Uh, new Eddie Van Halen book apparently is really, really good. That's getting actually a, a little bit of a nod from some of the musicians in the industry. I forget which one off the top of my head now that I'm saying it out loud, but there was somebody. Oh, it was uh, Steve Vai. Steve Vai. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Joe Satriani. Joe Satriani, great guitar player. He read this book, this new interview book. It's called Tone Chaser, Understanding Edward, My 26-Year Journey with Edward Van Halen. And it was written by his musician, friend, and journalist Steve Rosen. And it chronicles the years that they were friends between 1977 and 2003. And he gives all kinds of cool behind-the-scenes like stories and stuff about Eddie Van Halen that uh, apparently are really, really authentic and really come from a place of honesty and um, and truth. So if you're interested in that, if you want an Eddie Van Halen kind of book, check that out. It's called Tone Chaser, um, and it's, it's out now. Uh, it looks really cool. All right, let's get to the salacious TMZ corner of the week here with this happening this week. So Megan Fox, you know Megan Fox, right, in terms of I have, a celebrity, I have, uh, some an actress, yeah, yeah. right? Well, apparently she, like, wiped out her Instagram, took away all traces of Machine Gun Kelly from her Instagram last weekend. All the photos, even their engagement photos, she went all the way back and deleted them all. all right, when, now, they're, they're married, yeah? They are married. Oh, boy. So there's rumors that Sophie Lloyd, his guitarist pictured here, if you guys are watching or listening, we're on twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. Make sure you guys check out the video so you can see what we're talking about. Sophie Lloyd, guitar player here. Great guitar player. She has denied the rumors in a new statement. She had to come out and make a statement about it. And she says, <clears throat> So, well, we don't actually know the status of Fox and Kelly's relationship. They got engaged in 2020. Excuse me. So they got engaged, but they never actually got married. So mm. I guess I'm wrong on that. They, uh, they got engaged, but were never actually married. And she posted this thing with some Beyonce lyrics about you can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath. And her account was deactivated on Instagram. It was de... Oh, she turned it off. Okay. Right. She turned it off. I was going to (laughs) say. She deleted a bunch of stuff. Um, Here's... uh, So TMZ reporting that Fox was seen in Kelly's vehicle on Valentine's Day. They were photographed leaving his home. So they're trying to work it out. But Sophie Lloyd had to make a statement. And here's her statement. It says... Sophie Lloyd is a professional, accomplished musician who's been needlessly dragged into the media based off of meritless accusations made by social media. Any suggestion she has ever acted in an unprofessional manner or stepped out of her relationship are untrue, and it's disrespectful to her as a female artist and poor journalism and social commentary to reporting anything else. So Mm. we want to make sure that that is uh, well known, that she's made that statement. So we're not trying to be salacious here. But at the same time, do you think it's a possibility? Do you think it's they were on the road, maybe they hooked up, something like that? Or do you think it's um, unfounded? You know, I guess... With Megan guess Fox's with, reaction? You know, you've got, you've got Machine Gun Kelly there, and she's sort of there next to him in her leather underpants. And mm-hmm. I think people look at that and assume things. Um, the statement is not like full-throatedly clear necessarily right it's what is it it's like yeah i don't know that's that's one of those things that that i think um if 
If if if Machine Gun Kelly were the one wearing the leather underpants, <laughs> I don't think people would be saying it as much, <laughs> right? That's a good point. So I mean, I think I can I can sense the 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 tone is this or like you're just saying this because right. of like my aesthetic, what I look like, and right. you know I think that is unfair. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, what the you're saying, though, I mean, I could, guitarist, yeah, right? right? Provocative. Yeah. But I mean, shoot, I mean. They work together closely, and it, it, yeah, it's definitely a possibility. It's definitely it's, a possibility, yeah. but also it's 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 a good to point out that it could definitely not be anything related to her. So we want to yeah. take her side on that as yeah. well. All right, have you heard about this um, new venue in Las Vegas? It's called um, the Dome or whatever. That's that's real. What yes. I'm saying. That this is, is real? real. Oh, the Sphere. Excuse me. Yes, this is going to be a real venue that they are actually constructing in Las Vegas right now. Uh, let me zoom in for you guys on the on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Check it out so you can see a kind of a bigger photo here. The uh, Rock and Roll Epcot Center. And th- yeah. those are like big boulders in there? Like, Well, yeah, that's supposedly. A... Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah, that's... And look Las at the way Vegas. the, the always, slanting always crowd... Crazy. And and it's like this big bowl, and then there's like all this other stuff behind underneath it, underneath and behind, and all the steel reinforcing it. Yeah, it's the M. It's supposed to be Madison Square Garden in Las Vegas. They're calling the Madison Square Garden Sphere. Oh, and there's and these shows will mark the first uh, shows ever in the Sphere, and also for you too. They're very first without their founding drummer Larry Mullen Jr., who's recovering from back surgery. So they're gonna have this standing guy, Bram Vandenberg. I don't know who that is, but they're they're gonna have him fill in. But they're going uh, forward with the dates, and it's gonna be the first ever in this sphere thing. So, so it's like Madison Sphere Garden. Yeah. Wow. The, it says the Sphere show has been in the works for a long time. We don't want to let people down. The truth is, we miss them as much as they appear to miss us. So they're basically saying that with the back surgery thing. They still have to go forward with the show, so they're going to get a fill-in, basically, uh, that they don't want to cancel the dates. They can't. I'm sure it's too big of a contract, and uh, I bet you they can't. Or they're, they're probably going to get their legs broken by the Las Vegas Mafia. Right? <laughs> couple of, a couple of Mormon you guys to, You have to up, play right? these dates. Oh, your drummer had back surgery. Oh, that's too bad. Now you got to play these I've dates, been though. very good to you. How about I, I go and play drums for you? Would right. you like that? You come here on the... <laughs> My bu- on my the day of my daughter's birthday. wedding, yeah, my daughter's birthday party, she was gonna have cake. On the day of my daughter's wedding, you come here and tell me Larry Mullen Jr. can't play can't the show. Play. No, anyway, so disrespect. All right, did you hear this? <laughs> this UK show, the um, the Mass Singer. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know. I didn't. I've never seen the UK version. Well, yeah, it. it's the same. It's okay, the same, okay. but. They they have this um, character that's what if, been, yeah. What is he's the baked potato? All right, <laughs> he's the baked potato, and he turned out to be Richie Sambora <laughs> from Bon Jovi. <laughs> as the as the guy, I couldn't believe it. It was so funny. I don't want to play it. It's stupid. I'm not gonna play a YouTube video, but it's. I mean, he's just he's ridiculous. He's he's he, look at he's got this shirt that's like baked beans or something. And then he's got it looks this. like candy corn to me. Yeah, right. it's like candy corn. It looks delicious. <laughs> he's got butter hands. He's got butter head. Well, his jacket is like one of those tinfoil jacket blankets. Yeah, you know? yep. 
really cool. So nobody could guess who it was, and it was Richie Sambora. Everybody was guessing it was all these other people. Like when, you know, in 10,000 years when the archaeologists are, like, leafing back through, like, history, right. this is what they will Yeah, find. that's what they'll find and be like, wow. And they'll find this as well. They had reached complexity in this. Look society. at this. Look at this great headline here. Priscilla Presley says she didn't give rare items, Elvis items, to Bam Margera. Have you heard about this? No. So Priscilla Presley, the widow of Elvis Presley, has denied Bam Margera's story that she gave him genuine items of Elvis memorabilia. Bam shared photos of himself with Priscilla, the hip-hop artist Yellow Wolf, and Navarone Garibaldi, Priscilla's adult son, and the singer of the band Them Guns. Garibaldi's half-sister, Lisa Marie Presley, that's Priscilla's daughter with Elvis and an artist herself, died last month yeah. at 54, right? So then this week it was reported that Priscilla had gifted Bam one of Elvis's robes and a ring. Bam said he gave the robe to his father, Phil Margera. Here's some photos of them hanging out, going through apparently like this was a box of like jewelry or something right here. And he's looking at different items with her. And he shared these photos. And now, according to an update from TMZ, Priscilla has refuted that she gave him anything. And that Bam came over, talked nonstop about his new ventures and personal struggles, asked for a photo for, with me for his father, who was a big fan. Unbeknownst to us at the time, Bam chose to circulate these photos, accompanied by false information and storytelling. And she's saying she's cutting off all ties after this. What do you think about this? So this, you I think mean, it's true? I, There's some video. This is, I, mean, I mean, through this whole thing, this is just boggling my mind. <laughs> this is this is the widow of Elvis Presley, right? The king of rock and roll. <laughs> with, what with, with Bam Margera? In I mean, a, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a fan of Bam Margera. I, I, I was there all, all the beginning there with Camp Kill Yourself, and he's a good skateboarder and everything. Yeah. But I mean, they're really. They, we were talking about echelons earlier, you know, like Metallica. Where there's like, what is Bam Margera doing hanging out with Lisa or with Priscilla Presley? I, yep. And by the way, Priscilla Presley, she looks great. She still looks great, right? Oh my gosh, she looks fantastic. Um, yeah, how is that happening? So look at it. it. Says Priscilla added, at no time during the visit did I give him anything of Elvis's. I still have everything he ever touched. I would never disrespect Elvis, who was the love of my life, by giving anything away. I've always protected them. Elvis belonging to all of you. I cherish my life, blah, blah, blah. So basically, right? Yeah. Here's the next story that popped up literally the next day, David. Bam Margera's wife files for divorce. Ayo. TMZ reported that Nicole Boyd filed separation papers officially on Wednesday, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, in Los Angeles, citing irreconcilable differences. Here's the thing. They actually got separated way back in September 2021. So this has been marinating for a while, right? Now it's official. And the report was that she didn't want to do it on Valentine's Day because she thought it would push him over the edge, possible suicide. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that, I mean, she's asking he's, for both legal and physical custody of their five-year-old son and spousal support. Gosh, and then man. this was right after this story broke about him with Priscilla. That's, I don't, I don't that's, think anything's going hard. on there, but I think maybe she thought like, "Oh, he's lost it," or 
I don't know what, right? That, yeah, I, I, that. Wild. Huh? I, yeah, I don't know what to say on that. We're just reporting the facts, guys. I don't know. All right, let's play a commercial. Let's take a break here real quick. Uh, I'm going to play a country. No, no, let's play a new one that I got. It's not a new one, but uh, we'll play uh, some Marrow Nubbins for you here. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Actually, that hey, is. Lalo. What's up, fool? What? What's that you claim, homeboy? That is really sad. Huh? Forget it, Dad. You're just not cut up on the 2020s lingo. No, no, I- I'm hip. Like, uh, island boys. Uh. No, no, like, uh, like Katie Eilish, uh, Limp Biscuit. Uh, forget it, Square. What's the problem here, children? It's Chicken Marrow Nubbins! Well, I'm hip. Hip skippity-doo. Did you just break through a load-bearing wall? Now gather round, children. Uh, I'm 43. Children, I want to know how cool you want to be. Cool as ice. Cool as chicken grease. As chicken marrow nubbins. So cool, that nubbins. So hot right now. And when you snack on my sweet, sweet chicken marrow, full of greasy spice and everything nice, you will be cool. So cool, like me, like the deity who met me at the crossroads so long ago. What? Oh, nothing. Listen up, children. I'm cool, because I play this here harmonica. Fueled by the slick chicken greasy vitamin A to Z in my bag of chicken marrow nubbins. A healthy snack packed with protein once you get past the bone. Hey, will eating those greasy broken sticks of nubbin make me look like a cool dad in front of Lalo? Oh, sure, you bet. Well, I don't know. Shut up, get in the box. (laughs) Wait, are those sirens? Chicken marrow nubbins is so cool. Damn Skippy, now get yourselves a bag of my nubbins today. Those are sirens. They're getting closer. You know, how do you bust through walls anyway? I mean, looks like PCP strength. Gotta go. (laughs) Put another hole in the wall. But he filled the hole in our hearts. Aw. Marrow nubbins, you know. He's, he, I think I'm going to be seeing him at the Fillmore uh, later this year. Uh, he's a great harmonica player, David. If you haven't, well, seen he's him. still, he's still pretty. I hear he's still pretty he's, hot. He's pretty hot. He is pretty hot. All right, we got some birthdays to get to, so let's get to those birthdays. Huh? Happy. All right, birthdays this week, David. Take it away. Mick Avery, former drummer of the Kinks, is 79 and 79? looking very nice. Wow, look at him. Yeah. He's looking great, right? Yeah. Uh, John Hellowell, sax player for Super Tramp, is 78 years old. Wow. I wonder if that's a recent photo. He looks fantastic if he's 78. Pro- I mean, the mullet is back. It is. So it's, it's very. It's yeah. flowing. He it's, might be a baseball player. That's a silver fox yeah. mullet. Yes, yes. Uh, Pete Willis, original guitarist for Def Leppard, look at, he's is 63. Pointing, he's pointing right at you, David. They, he, I can see this the look in his eyes. This one's for you, David. I've always... <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> 63. Wow, look at him. The hair. I know. That, it it's looks flowing. healthy. That is. I mean, yeah, his hair that's care like, is That seems like point. a transplant. That can't be real. You think so? 
I don't know, man. I, Some people, though. I, Some I people buy that. I mean, they're just, they jeans, just it's right? good. Uh, Andy Taylor of Duran Duran uh, and the power station is 62. I'm not sure about this setup here. It looks like a combination of Angus Young, Schoolboy, ACDC, but then he's got like this old, old, um, like, I don't know. The hair is... <laughs> old Yiddish uh, farm woman. <laughs> old Yiddish farm woman on the on the head here. <laughs> Angus Young, schoolboy Yiddish farm woman. No. <laughs> this short pants on. Yeah, it's very short, strange. Short pants. Very strange choice of clothing there for that photo. They're like uh, Andy. We need to take this photo for this photo shoot. He's like, I got the perfect outfit. Check it out, guys. Well, he is British, though, right? It's probably like <laughs> back in his school days, he wore this a lot. Duran Duran's you know? got a huge tour they just announced, too. So he's he's happening, man. Well, he's, he's uh, you know, footloose and fancy. Fr- oh, no, that's <laughs> not the beach. I thought that was sand there. <laughs> no, this but, seems like, a, I don't know, like some back alley uh, in Italy or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right, anyway, let's or go. Ireland. On. Oh, uh, Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20 is 51 years old. 51. And Holy is shit. gritting his teeth. Yeah, he seems you know? like kind of like that smile where you're just like smiling through pain. Yeah, is you know, like someone's burning his foot right now and you can't quite see it. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, as the non <laughs> non-expert on the podcast, is Matchbox 20 like still a thing? Yeah. That's debatable. That's a great question, David, and I would have to side on the thing that they are not still a thing. But, I okay. Uh, apparently, I don't know. You know, the, the the '90s are coming back. Maybe that's you know. Maybe they're gonna have a moment. You okay. Know? Now, Matchbox Twenty. Okay, I'm not gonna ask anymore. <laughs> no, let's let's. Matchbox go. Twenty. They. <laughs> Gosh, man, I just hated Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, they I mean, were I'm sorry. That one that you know what their claim to fame was Santana. That yeah, smooth, yeah. That smooth yeah, yeah. song. Yeah. And supposedly the story was Santana had a dream that Rob Thomas was going to. Uh, bring in this new part of his career and he supposedly the story goes that he called Rob Thomas at like 2 in the morning Santana did and Rob Thomas like hung up on him the first time and he thought it was a, he joke. Thought it was a joke and he called him back and he's like no this is Santana I had a dream and we're supposed to make a song together <laughs> and he did it and that's the story behind Smooth well I guess I mean Santana knows a little more Dude, about music than and he's me, a spiritual so. guy yeah you yeah. Know? so wow. he, he like followed through with it Billy Joe Armstrong that's right lead singer of Green Day is 51 years 51. check as him well. out man still looking good yeah yeah he's got Look like he's got his teeth. Ooh, nice look at this on. silver fox. Ricky Medlock. <laughs> wow. Leonard Skinner and Blackfoot is 73. Look at that. Wow. I love how he's got a cross and it's got turquoise stones in it. That's right. that's like real Native American. Like That's some Native American shit right there. All right. Who else? Yoko got? Ono. Holy Widow shit. of X Beetle. John Lennon is 90 She's years 90. old. She's 90. And you know what? That, that skin wow. is still very, very unwrinkled. It looks, she looks fantastic. Yeah. That's a pretty recent photo, too. The One of the most that I could find. So, good for her. Dennis DeYoung, former uh, singer and keyboardist of Sticks, is uh, 76 years old. Uh, he, he's, I'm trying uh, to picture the note he's singing there. Yeah, that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What is he wearing? Is this well, like yeah, a, I just, a Gestapo he, uniform? He looks like a some <laughs> sort of like a, a, a Civil Russian, War general yeah, or something a like that. Russian general interrogator outfit of some kind. 
We wow. have ways of making you sing high yeah. notes. Yeah, sticks, yeah. Uh, Tommy, or Tony Iomi, uh, guitarist of Black Sabbath, is 75 Look years old. Look at him, 75, rocking it. Uh, Steve Nev, is that how you pronounce that? I guess. Elva, of Elvis Nev, Costello and the Attractions, and Elvis Costello and the Imposters is hat. 65. Look at his sideways hat. He's, he's 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 got a, what is what do you call those a a, a seersucker suit no 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 <laughs> what is, what's the, what are those ha- no the, the the grass hat he looks okay fine he's he looks hip good. he's he's some you know he's, he's dapper all right he's dapper we got some trivia let's get to it it's trivia time in rock and roll history trivia trivia yes this week guys let's go all the way back to 1971 okay this band. Oh, man. Kicking off a tour in Port Chester, New York, after the first show, the drummer had to take a leave of absence from the band to deal with personal issues related to their manager's theft of, get this, over $150,000 from the band in the 70s. So that was a good chunk of money, right? So whose dad was ripping him off? What band was it? Was it A, Genesis? B, The Grateful Dead? Was it C, Santana? Or was it D, David Crosby's Cocaine Cotillion? An 1800-themed ball with impoverished calliope player and David Crosby bobbing for apples on stage in his old dirty bath water. Wow. (laughs) That is a... That's a thought. That's a a real new concatenation of of events. I never saw that tour, David Crosby's Cocaine Cotillion. I got to say, that sounds... Man, that's an interesting one. Did he have the bustle in his dress <laughs> for the cotillion, I wonder? That's, <laughs> I, I think, and I will, let's see. I mean, the drummer takes a leave of absence from the band to deal with personal issues. All significant drummers, I will say. Michael Shreve from Santana, Phil Collins from Genesis, Grateful Dead, Mickey Mickey Hart. So, all significant drummers. It was the dr- the drummer's dad was stealing $150,000 from the band. I would take a, a leave of absence for very personal issues. I want to fucking was, kill my dad. Really? <laughs> like, oh my, what are you doing? I I think I feel like I want to say I want it to be Phil Collins. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to be I'm going to say definitely, Phil I mean, it could definitely be. I'm going to say Genesis. Genesis going with Genesis. Not David Crosby's code Kane Cotillion. He would never. His dad would never I do don't anything think he like would. that. No, you're right. But it was the Grateful Dead. Oh golly! Yeah, they it's keep, always the Grateful Dead. I it's know, always. A, it's, I know. There's some shady stuff going it's on with the Grateful them, Dead. Right? What was the last time? It so, was him in his car or something right? getting arrested. <laughs> Drummer Mickey Hart had to take a leave of absence from uh, after the first show to deal with personal issues. His father's theft of $150,000 from the group while he managed them. Hart doesn't return full time until June 1976. He took five years off. He was that, like, it was that big of a deal. It's a very personal issue. And I'm sure the band was like, dude, your dad ripped us off. Like, we love you, Mickey, and, you know, all that. But, like, man, right? $150,000. That's no chump change 70, back then. Yeah, in, in, in 1971. You could gosh, buy a house for, like, $5,000. Yeah. My gosh. So uh, what was he doing with all that money? I kind of want to know what Mickey Hart's dad, his story now, like, what was his motivation and what was he it doing? Was, uh, was he it a was, gambler? Yeah, you know? something like that. Or it was... Uh, Drugs? It was... What's the guy on Mad Men? What's his name? Uh, Fuck, man. 
Yeah. Golly. Okay. All right, David. Are you okay. ready for this? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready. All right. We got new rock and metal album releases, and we got a 30-second timer. And no practice, right? No practice. You okay. haven't seen any of these band names before. I haven't seen these band names before. David's ready for it. Ready? Let's do it. Here we go. All My Shadows, Eerie Monsters, Avatar, Dance, Devil Dance, Cray, uh, 3, Weightless, Dark Space, Dark Space 1, and two through 3, re-releases, Dis... Uh, Deicide, Bible yep. Bashers, First Signal, Face Your Fears, Half Me, Soma, Hail the Void, Momenti Mori, Memento Mori, <laughs> Hell Ripper, Warlocks Grim, and Withered Hags, Jack Harlan and the Death Crows, <laughs> Hail to the Underground, Motley Crue, uh, Crucial Crew, the studio albums, 81, 1981 to 81. Is that in? Already? <laughs> Keep going. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're already done. This is terrible. <laughs> Robin McCauley, Alive. I'm just demoralized. See you next Tuesday. Distractions. Siege of Power. This is tomorrow. Skillet. Dominion of the uh, Dominion. Day of Destiny. Solence. Hope is a cult. Tithe. Inverse Rapture. Traumalizer. Fumes of funeral pyres. Transatlantic. <laughs> the final flight. Live at uh, La Olympia. UFO. Werewolves of London. Re-release. Ulthar. Um, Anthronomicon. Twenty. Bu- no, sorry. An Ulthar. Helionomicon. Of course. Both, Ooh, a pair. Both albums, you know, they right? complement each other. It's right? the it's the people and the sun. <laughs> Great job, Dave. You know, I really love metal names. I know. They albums. are they are good, right? I, I mean, I just they're nice. They're Warlocks great. Grim and Withered Hags. I think that's my favorite. My favorite this Hell one Ripper. was <laughs> Hope favorite? is a Cult. Hope is a Cult. Right? Just just the just or the absolute Fumes of Funeral Pyres. That's a right? pretty good one. Jeez. They have some good ones. Okay. Good. Post Malone turning prankster on uh, on um, Impractical Jokers. Did you hear this? Did you see this at all? No. Uh, this he, sounds good. Yeah. He went on Impractical Jokers and did this I little. Love Impractical Jokers. You ever seen that show? Yes. You have. Yes. Okay. I love good. That one. Okay. So this is the one where they they act like he's hotboxing their car. It's it's fantastic. It is Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. Watch. And it's Post Malone. He comes out of the thing. Watch. We're going to show it to you guys here. Hold on. Uh, let me show you the display capture. Here we go. All right, here you go. Check it out. <laughs> Look at the car. The car, the car is hot box. <laughs> just come out of the car, be coughing a little bit, and be like, well, I was just totally to smoking. You don't want the contact high. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Boss, thanks for letting me smoke that up in there, man. About five to ten if you guys don't want the, the contact. So that's it. You gotta get the point. Is she, this in Salt Lake City? I don't know. I don't know where it is. Because I know he like lives there or something like that. I don't know where it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but uh anyway. Smoking so. my car. Smoking like my that? car like that? Oh my god, you gotta be kidding me. So, yeah, anyway, pretty funny. Uh, that one's on uh, whatever. Impractical Jokers, what's that on? True TV. So uh, check that out. Oh, this. Okay. All right. Have you heard of, you've heard about all this deep fake stuff, AI technology, right? Yeah, yeah. I watched, uh, I watched Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. uh, as Uncle Rico. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. Pretty, pretty creepy. Yeah, kinda, yeah. I didn't right? like it. So uh, what Keanu talks about it, um, he says, like, in the ni- in the late 90s, he had a thing where they put a tear, uh, like, they inserted a tear onto his character's face. 
And he thought that was crazy back then, right? And he's like, now, he says, when you give a performance in a film, you know you're going to be edited, but you're participating in that. If you go into deep fake land, it has none of your points of view. That's scary. Mm. And I think that's the, that's the key is that, that it has none of your personality and what you're doing the movie for, and they can make your character say anything it wants, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I love skateboarding and fucking ice cream, and you don't at all. And it's your character it's saying it in a convincing way, right? That's yeah, that's pretty creepy. You know, all this stuff is this is just madness. Like really you think about it it's like how is this how is this just just happening? I know. Right? And and, and like things like uh They just like make it seem like it's normal. It's just you know, we're, we're we want to do this, we're just going to do it. Honestly, There's no regulations, sound, no I don't mean anything. to sound like a grandma or grandpa about it, but like stuff with TikTok and the whole like facial algorithm it's been happening for a while. We've yeah. been thinking those Facebook filters and TikTok filters are really funny and cool. Oh, look like I look like a doggy. Oh, I look like a little baby. They've been mapping, mapping our faces, faces and the way we talk and everything this entire time. We're giving them all that data. Which, oh man, my you know phone, I mean? my new phone. I I got that new one. That's part of the reason why I don't like this one. I have to. The old one, I just stuck my thumb on there. Which you know, but this new one, if I wanna, if I wanna have a quick open. I have to show my face, and so I haven't done it yet. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for us this week, guys. Make sure you check us out, rocknewsweekly.com. All socials, Rock News Weekly. Of course, YouTube on demand at Rock News Weekly. If you enjoyed our episode, please rate us however you're listening, and we'll see you guys next week. All right? Have a good one. Peace. Have a good one. See ya.